Finally, all of you have unity of spirit, sympathy, love for one another, a tender heart, and a humble mind. Do not repay evil for evil, or abuse for abuse, but on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. For those who desire life and desire to see good days, let them keep their tongues from evil and their lips from speaking deceit. Let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Now who will harm you if you are eager to do what is good? But even if you do suffer for doing what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear what they fear, and do not be intimidated. But in your hearts, sanctify Christ as Lord. Always be ready to make your defence to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you. Yet do it with gentleness and reverence. Keep your conscience clear so that when you are maligned, those who abuse you for your good conduct in Christ may be put to shame. For it is better to suffer for doing good, if suffering should be God's will, than to suffer for doing evil. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. He was put to death in the flesh, but made alive in the spirit, in which also he went and made a proclamation to the spirits in prison, who in former times did not obey, when God waited patiently in the days of Noah, during the building of the ark, in which a few, that is, eight people, were saved through water. And baptism, which this prefigured, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who has gone into heaven and is at the right hand of God, with angels, authorities and powers made subject to him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Lynn, thank you very much. A very good morning to you. Can you hear me? Is that coming through? Fantastic. Let's pray together. God of all the world, thank you for your love for each and every one of us. Show us more of your heart and help us to learn more of your mission in your world. In Jesus' name, amen. For Mission Sunday this year, the mission support group decided we'd focus on the five marks of mission. Now, at our church, with our beloved Mark, you might think, how many marks do we need? But the Anglican church in the 1980s said that there were four marks of mission. And then in the 1990s, they added the fifth one about creation. And then our own archbishop added a little bit more to the third one that we'll see in a moment. They're on the screen behind us, five marks of mission. Here they are, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom, to teach, nurture, and baptize believers, to respond to human needs by loving service. The fourth one's the one that Archbishop Welby changed. I beg your pardon. Seek to transform unjust societies of, uh, structures of society. And this is what he added. To challenge violence of every kind. 
and to pursue peace and reconciliation. And then the fifth one that came in the mid-90s, strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth. And what I'm going to do for five minutes, appropriately, is look at those five marks of mission from our 1 Peter reading, and then we'll send you, fittingly, to the five corners of the church to discover more from our mission partners and from our mission support group. So have a look with me. We're in 1 Peter chapter 3, and it's page 231. We're going to look at each one. I wonder if we can just go to the next slide. Because helpfully, over time, the Church of England have slightly adapted them so that there's five T's to help us learn. And actually, Rosie and the kids are looking at the five T's today. So there's tell, there's teach, there's tend, there's transform, and there's treasure. So let's look at the first one, which is to tell. 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 18. Here's the amazing news of the Lord Jesus. For Christ also suffered for sins once for all, the righteous for the unrighteous, in order to bring you to God. That's the good news at the heart of the Christian faith. And if we know that ourselves, we know that we've been brought from far away from God to near to God. And so the first mark of mission is to proclaim this good news. And we're going to hear, for those who would like to, from Fiona Walton, who works with Christians and schools. And it's in this corner just here. And we'll hear all about what it's like in schools to proclaim Jesus there, across the Sheffield schools with Christian and Sheffield schools. So that's our first one, to tell, to proclaim the good news of the kingdom. The second one is to teach to teach, nurture, and baptize believers. In a few weeks' time, we've got baptisms and confirmations. Roland's mentioned them. Well, in this passage, we hear of baptism. And it's in verse 21. Did you read it? It's a difficult verse. Verse 21, it actually says, baptism saves you. You think, oh, we might have some questions about that. But then it goes on. This is a sign, not as a removal of dirt from the body, the wash or shower you had this morning, but as an appeal to God for a good conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. When we came to faith, if we know the Lord Jesus, we know that we've had to be nurtured and grown. I've got some plants at home. I'm trying to get into gardening. And bit by bit, you've got to nurture them, haven't you? Water them. Give them some sunshine, not too much water. Give them some good soil. We, if we're Christians, have been nurtured in the body of Christ by others, by those around us today. And so this second mark of mission is to teach, to nurture, to baptize. And we'll learn more about that from Janet, Janet will be at the back here and speaking about her experiences over the last few decades in Asia. You'll get to hear what it's like for her, the opportunities and challenges to nurture faith in that context. So that's the second one. The third one, to tend. I thought this might have been the most tricky tea that they had to try and find, but to tend, to respond to human need by loving service. Have a listen to verse 9. Do not repay evil for evil or abuse for abuse, But on the contrary, repay with a blessing. It is for this that you were called, that you might inherit a blessing. Christians are those who've been so blessed by God that we care and love others. We're not just to speak with our words, we're to act with our actions in humble, loving service. And we have got Ben from Taste and Rob Coleman at the back there, and they'll be sharing about what it means to act in love and charity and service to those in need, even with things like water that we don't have. And Ben will talk to us about Nigeria in particular. So head to the back there if you'd like to hear about the third one, tend, 
responding to human need by loving service. The fourth one is to transform, not just caring and loving individuals, but seeking to transform unjust structures in society and then challenging violence in any way and seeking peace. Did you hear what verse 11 says? The people of God are to do what? Verse 11, let them turn away from evil and do good. Let them seek peace and pursue it. Not just in our own lives, not just in our own personal interactions with others, but across society. Challenging violence wherever we see it, championing peace and pursuing that. And Elaine and Charlotte will be helping us think with Tear Fund about what they have done year after year after year in this world to be seeking to transform unjust structures of society. I'm just trying to remember where they are. They're by the flags. Not those flags, thank you. Just before the Emmaus Chapel, thank you. So don't go in the Emmaus Chapel, you've gone too far. Just there will be tear fund and thinking what it means to transform the world. Finally, this was the hardest one for me to get. Interestingly, Mark went for a different verse for this one. We were both struggling, evidently. The last one, to strive to safeguard the integrity of creation and sustain and renew the life of the earth, to treasure. And this was the one you might recall that came later. They added a fifth one. And the verse I've picked for this is verse 20. Did you see who is mentioned in verse 20? The days of Noah. Now, no one loves the world and the earth more than its maker. But in the days of Noah, evil had got so bad that God had to cleanse and purify the world with judgment in a flood. But you remember what God said in Genesis chapter 9? Never again will I destroy the earth with a flood. And he gave Noah and his family the promise that had been given to Adam to tend the earth, to care for creation, to look after it, to sustain it, and to be its stewards. And so we're called to be that as Christians, to care for the world that God has made. And we'll hear about hope for the future with Jonna, with Age Grateful Jonna's here to help with that. To think about what it means for us as Christians to treasure and to care for the world that he has made and that we so often don't care for well. So there we are. There are five marks of mission and we're going to have a chance to explore and learn about three of them now. You'll have five minutes at each station and then the cowbell will ring. We're told we're sheep in the Bible. Today we're cows. When the cowbell rings, we'll move on to another station. You'll have another five minutes and then a final five minutes. Go and listen. Go and be inspired. Go and think how you can pray and be encouraged how your giving is spreading the good news of Jesus through the five marks of mission. Thank you. Over to you.